Welcome to About Mansfield, your audio newspaper. I'm Steve Casillo with the February 21st, 2024, 210th edition, always broadcasting from the Somark Studios. Colleen Daniel is in Studio West, and we are here with the About Mansfield news team coming up today. As always, it's Mansfield News, talk, and information. And a little later in the episode, you will have a chance to win a $25 gift card to a Mansfield restaurant of your choice with our Mansfield trivia question, courtesy of Joe Jenkins Insurance. Let's take a look at the stories we're covering this week. Early voting has begun for the Texas primary. The ballot is set for the school board and city council races. Councilman stepping down after six years of service. Mansfield Public Library receives seventh consecutive prestigious award. In sports, MISD playoffs have begun in basketball. And in the talk segment, Steve talks with expat Sarah Zink about her continuing adventures while living in Panama. We are Mansfield's only source for news, talk, and information. This is About Mansfield. Hey there, it's Luke from Cool Hand Electric. Are you tired of dealing with plugs or lights that just won't cooperate? Well, don't fret. Give us a call. Worried about power outages or surges damaging your precious electronics? We've got you covered. Whether it's a whole house generator or surge protection, our solution-oriented Cool Hands are ready to tailor the perfect option that suits your needs and budget. At Cool Hand Electric, excellence is still cool. Cool Hand, Cool Hand, Cool Hand, where excellence is still Are you ready to take advantage of falling mortgage interest rates in the coming months? This is Roger with the Roger and Beth team. With housing demand predicted to increase across the DFW Metroplex, the Roger and Beth team are standing by to help move you and your family forward. No move in your future? That's okay, too. It's time for your annual review of your real estate portfolio, and we're happy to help. Contact us at homesinmansfield.com. That's homesinmansfield.com. Imagine a city where innovation knows no bounds, where dreams take flight and the future unfolds before your very eyes. Welcome to Mansfield, a beacon of growth and a testament to vision. In the heart of Mansfield, a remarkable transformation is underway. But it's not just about the physical landscape. It's about the spirit that drives us forward, a spirit of collaboration that bridges cultures, a spirit of entrepreneurship that fuels prosperity, and a spirit of community that binds us as one. Mansfield is more than just a place. It's a canvas where diversity paints the picture of progress. From art festivals that ignite creativity to tech hubs that redefine boundaries, this city celebrates every voice, every passion. Mansfield, where growth knows no limits and the vision is limitless. Brought to you by the unstoppable spirit of the Mansfield Economic Development Corporation. Hi, I'm Casey Lewis, and you're listening to About Mansfield. Welcome back to About Mansfield. This portion of the news is brought to you by the Grandview Event Center in Mansfield. The Texas state primary race has begun in Mansfield as we set the wheels in motion for Super Tuesday. Voters will decide who will be placed on the November ballot in the race for U.S. President U.S. Senator, state representatives, and multiple judges. This election year, according to the Texas Tribune, Attorney General Ken Paxton is seeking revenge against any Republicans who voted to impeach him by endorsing their primary challengers. Meanwhile, Texas Governor Greg Abbott is also working to unseat House Republicans who voted against school vouchers, one of his top legislative priorities in 2023. The candidates on the primary ballot differ by party affiliation, so be sure to ask for the correct one. 
To see who's on your ballot, visit our website, aboutmansfield.com, and click on the Links tab. Here in Mansfield, you can find voting centers at the Sub Courthouse at 1100 East Broad Street and in the Community Room at Newsom Stadium at 3700 East Broad Street. Early voting started on Tuesday and runs through Friday, March 1st. Election Day is Super Tuesday. March 5th. Meanwhile, the Mansfield ISD Board of Trustees and the Mansfield City Council ballot has been finalized for the May 4th election. On the ballot for school board, place one incumbent, Michelle Newsom, will find herself on the ballot against former school principal Matthew Herzberg, while place two incumbent, Desiree Thomas, will go head-to-head against UTA professor Dr. Jandel Crutchfield and TCC professor Dr. Angel Hidalgo. Over on the city council side of things, place three incumbent Brent Newsom finds himself on the ballot against former school administrator Anne Wadeck. Otherwise, place five incumbent Julie Short and place four candidate Juan Fresquez will run unopposed. One name notably missing from the ballot is place four councilman Casey Lewis. That's right, Colleen. In a surprise announcement Friday afternoon, Councilman Casey Lewis told about Mansfield that he will not be seeking re-election. I never intended on running for city council. Uh, Accidentally won an election. I think we've done some really great things. But ultimately, you know, it's time. Everybody gets a season and an opportunity to do the things that they're called to do. And uh, I've been blessed for the last six years to do that. With the utmost modesty, Lewis stated that the council will get along just fine without him while he focuses on family first. It'd be arrogant of me to think that another three years or another six years or an indefinite term of of being on council is going to make any substantial difference other than what we've already done. And in the meantime, I've got uh, I've got family and, and responsibilities that I, I need to take care of at home. Agreeing that you can't please everyone at the same time, Lewis looks back on his accomplishments. I've had the opportunity to serve for six years. I've probably had some decisions that have made people mad in the process, but uh I think collectively, if you look at where we are as a city today versus where we were in 2018 and where we're going toward 2040 and 2050, uh, that we are on a good path and in a good place today that I'm really proud of. Councilman Casey Lewis's last day in office will be May 13th at the council meeting as the baton will be passed to unopposed candidate Juan Fresquez. The Mansfield Public Library has received the Achievement of Library Excellence Award for the seventh consecutive year and 14th overall. The Texas Municipal Library Directors Association's top award recognizes the local library's quality services, collaboration with community, outreach to underserved communities, and more. Out of 545 in Texas, Mansfield is one of 84 public libraries to receive the recognition, putting it in the top 15%. The award is judged on a library's impact in the community and ability to provide evolving services that fit today's needs, such as digital inclusion, community participation and leadership, literacy support, workforce development, innovative marketing, and more. Library and Historical Services Director Yolanda Botello gives the credit to the librarians and staff, as well as, quote, the patrons and volunteers who actively make the library a lively and inviting space for all, end quote. 
In 2023, the Mansfield Public Library saw over 120,000 visitors, issued 5,000 library cards, hosted 33 outreach events, and held over 650 programs with 21,000 people in attendance. Coming up, it's playoff time in MISD basketball. We'll talk about it because sports is next. Are you ready to create unforgettable memories? Picture this. An enchanting event venue nestled amidst breathtaking landscapes with panoramic views right here in Mansfield. The Grandview Event Center is the perfect setting to bring your vision to life. From intimate gatherings to large-scale extravaganzas, the Grandview has flexible spaces to accommodate any occasion. Be it a graduation or school function, art exhibition, or birthday or anniversary party. Book your next unforgettable experience at thegrandviewmansfield.com. That's thegrandviewmansfield.com. The Grandview Event Center, where memories are made and dreams become reality. Book your event today. I'm Philip Washington, Chief Investment Officer of Stonehill Wealth Management and host of the Wealth Building Made Simple podcast. First book I read in college was Rich Dad, Poor Dad, and it changed my life. And since then... I've read tons and tons of books on money, and what I've done is taken those lessons, simplified them, and I talk about those lessons on my podcast, Wealth Building Made Simple. So come hang out with us. We're on every major platform, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and on YouTube, Wealth Building Made Simple. In sports, five MISD basketball teams have advanced to the playoff rounds, which consists of Summit Boys, Lake Ridge Boys and Girls, and Timberview Boys and Girls. Monday night saw three games involving Lake Ridge Boys taking on Harker Heights, and they won 56-49. to Lake Ridge Girls were downed by Duncanville 72-33, while the Timberview Girls continue their hot streak, beating Ryan 64-44. There were a couple of games played Tuesday night. They took place past our noon deadline. They are Summit Boys versus Birdville, and Timberview Boys versus Argyle. Check our Facebook page for the scores of those games. If you have a comment about the show, the news, whatever's on your mind locally, you know, the good, the bad, the ugly, whatever's on your mind, you can reach us by voicemail at 817-435-2938. Again, that number, 817-435-2938. Leave a voicemail. Your voice may wind up right here on this podcast. This coming Sunday, February 25th is National Clam Chowder Day, which honors the cherished seafood stew originating in New England and inspiring variations like Manhattan, Rhode Island, and Long Island clam chowders. Dating back to 1795, chowder, which was initially a fish soup, evolved with onions, potatoes, and carrots. The French, Nova Scotian, and British influences shaped its beginnings. Crackers thickened the stew while dairy enhanced its richness. In 1939, the state of Maine nearly banned tomatoes in clam chowder. Today, it's a nationwide favorite known as Manhattan clam chowder. So this coming Sunday, get together with family or friends and join the celebration by enjoying a cup or a bowl of tasty red or white soup. There are plenty of options in Mansfield. Simply open Google Maps, type in clam chowder. And bon appetit. Coming up after the break, we turn the page to the features section. I'm Angel Biasati, and we'll be talking about mindful nutrition and Methodist Mansfield News to Know. When it's time to decide how to price your home, 
One thing is for sure, we don't pluck the price from thin air, most of the time anyway. I'm Beth Steinke, and today we're going to do a deep dive into how not to price a home for sale on the Mansfield Real Estate Report. In this week's Cocktail of the Week, I'll be talking about a cocktail that is a caffeinated cocktail pick-me-up. We are Mansfield's only source for news, talk, and information. I'm Colleen Daniel, and this is About Mansfield. This portion of the news was brought to you by the Grandview Events Center in Mansfield. Hey there, it's Luke from Cool Hand Electric. Are you tired of dealing with plugs or lights that just won't cooperate? Well, don't fret. Give us a call. Worried about power outages or surges damaging your precious electronics? We've got you covered. Whether it's a whole house generator or surge protection, our solution-oriented Cool Hands are ready to tailor the perfect option that suits your needs and budget. At Cool Hand Electric, excellence is still cool. Cool Hand, Cool Hand, Cool Hand, where excellence is still Methodist Mansfield Medical Center, we've been caring for our home team for over 15 years. Today, you'll find award-winning physicians on the medical staff, advanced neurosurgery, a level three trauma center, critical care for newborns, and comprehensive orthopedic care. Methodist Mansfield, delivering the care our friends, neighbors, and home team depend on. That's community and why so many people trust Methodist. Congratulations to Bethany Davis, who knew that the Mansfield Fire Rescue Chief is Michael Ross. When we come back, this week's trivia question, this is about Mansfield. Hey, it's Steve Casillo, and we all remember the storm that blew through our town back in June that pelted this community with baseball-sized hail. It did a ton of damage around Mansfield, including my own roof. Regular listeners to About Mansfield have heard Paul Duncan's commercials for Trinity Roofing and Construction, and after the storm, I reached out to him, and boy, am I glad that I did. From the first call to Paul to working with the crew leader, the scheduling department, and the entire construction team, and how it all played out with my insurance company, working with Trinity Roofing and Construction was a breeze. It's easy to see why they're a platinum preferred contractor with Owens Corning with an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau. So if you're thinking on replacing your roof, look no further than Trinity Roofing and Construction. They're a Mansfield-based company, and you can find them on the web at trinityroofingconstruction.com. Again, that's trinityroofingconstruction.com. Hi, this is Joe Jenkins with Joe Jenkins Farmers Insurance, specializing in auto, home, commercial, and life insurance. I was born and raised here in Mansfield, Texas. We're active in the community, and Mansfield's a town we really care about. Our office has over 30 years' experience in the insurance industry, and we're passionate about what we do and about customer service. For a free quote, please visit our website at joejenkinsinsurance.com or give us a call at 817-472-6058. Once again, that website is joejenkinsinsurance.com. It is time right now, right here, right now, for the highly coveted, wildly popular About Mansfield trivia question. If you are the first person to email the correct answer to trivia at aboutmansfield.com, you will receive a $25 Mansfield restaurant of your choice gift card brought to you by Joe Jenkins Insurance. Whether you're looking for homeowners, auto, commercial, or any other type of insurance, Joe has helped Mansfield area residents understand the insurance coverage that best fit their needs since 2010. You can find them on the internet at joejenkinsinsurance.com. I mentioned this before, not everyone wins on a Wednesday. So if you're listening on a Thursday, a Friday, a Saturday, a month from now, give it a shot. 
you may be taking home a $25 restaurant gift card. Colleen, it's your turn. Well, Steve, the Mansfield Independent School District has been representing the schools in this area for well over a century. This week's trivia question is, when was the Mansfield ISD established? Email your answer to trivia at aboutmansfield.com. Again, when was the Mansfield ISD established? Good luck, and thanks to Joe Jenkins Insurance for the gift card. Hi, this is John Teixeira with Teixeira Property Management, and you're listening to About Mansfield. Welcome back to About Mansfield, your audio newspaper. Let's open up the features section. Angel Biasati has the details about mindful nutrition in Methodist Mansfield, news to know. Angel? A recent study by researchers in Massachusetts General Hospital suggests that a daily multivitamin can slow cognitive aging and prevent memory loss in older adults. This study highlights the importance of multivitamins as a convenient way to fill potential nutrient gaps in our diets, and support overall health, including brain function. Additionally, a balanced diet rich in fruits, vegetables, whole grains, lean proteins, and healthy fats may also have brain-boosting power. Nutrients like antioxidants, omega-3 fatty acids, vitamins, and minerals found in food can nourish the brain and protect against memory loss, according to the study. Remember, by making small lifetime choices every day, we can have a big impact on our well-being and nourishing our bodies with essential nutrients is key to nurturing our minds. If you have an existing medical condition or take medications, we encourage you to consult with your healthcare professionals before starting any new supplement regimen. Until next time, take care of your body, feed your mind with goodness, that's Methodist Mansfield News to Know. I'm Angel Biasati reporting for the About Mansfield podcast. Realtor Beth Steinke is here with information on factors to consider when pricing your home in the Mansfield real estate market update. Beth? You have probably been listening long enough to know that I try to bring real-life examples of my own personal trials and tribulations in real estate to the About Mansfield podcast, and today is no different. This past weekend... A potential seller called me who was considering selling his home that I helped him buy a few years ago. He had gotten a new job in a far corner of the Metroplex, and while originally he had liked the idea of keeping his home as a rental, was now more inclined to sell it. Funny how that first experience with a bad tenant will do that to you. Knowing the house really well, I felt comfortable going ahead and doing a comparable market analysis for him sight unseen. In fact, it's a fairly new house in a neighborhood I'm intimately familiar with, and since he bought it recently, I knew the home. So I shared the market comparables, what's selling inside his neighborhood, what's selling around his neighborhood, and he has a pool, so what other pool homes in the area are selling for, and I presented all of that information. Well, this is where things get dicey. I said, this is the absolute most I think your home could list and sell for. I mean, the absolute tippy top around 700000 To which he replied, I was thinking 795000 Well, now that's unfortunate. We are widely apart on those calculations. Did you see the data that I presented? Yep, sure did. Well, where are you getting those numbers from, I asked. Well, that's what I want to get. 
So I'm going to tell you guys a few things that I cannot say to that potential seller. So settle in. This might get just a little spicy. Hard truth. The market does not care. The market does not care that you had wood on the back door replaced that your dog tore up, or the special breeze that your house gets that none of the neighbors do, or the fact that you've raised your kids there, or that you need a certain amount of money out of it to make all your dreams come true. The market doesn't care about any of that. That's a tough truth, especially to those who are listening right now who are thinking about selling. The data doesn't lie. And unlike most real estate agents, I am going to point you right back to that data, and we are going to dig into how we can help you because overpricing your home is truly a terrible idea. Here are a few humorous reasons why you should not overprice your homes, and this is with no holds barred. Number one, you'll become the neighborhood's unintentional landmark. And if you look to your right, we'll see the house that's been on the market since the dawn of time. Legend has it that that agent couldn't even negotiate with her own client. Or number two, your house might get a birthday party. If you overprice your house, you might just be celebrating its anniversary on the market. Better start planning the party. Your house will need a cake with enough candles to rival a bonfire. Happy first year on the market to us. Number three. It becomes a free museum. People love touring homes that they have no intention of buying. Price it too high, and congratulations, you've just opened a museum. Welcome to the exhibit of Aspirations of Grandeur, the overpriced home edition. Admission is free, but donations towards the mortgage are always welcome. Number four, your real estate agent might start a new career. By the time your house sells, your real estate agent might have moved on to a new career. They will need a job to pay for the expensive and continuous marketing of an overpriced house. Number five, you may start believing in ghosts. Overprice your house and people might start to think it's haunted due to the eerie silence of no buyers. Welcome to the spectral saga of an unsellable mansion where the only footsteps you hear are your own echoes and maybe the faint whispers of interested buyers from another dimension scared away by the price tag. And of course, you'll blame the real estate agent's bad marketing or lack of hustle. But there is no marketing plan that can overcome bad pricing. Remember, the goal is to sell your house, not to make it a permanent fixture on the real estate multiple listing service or to be a case study in what not to do when selling your home. Keep it realistically priced and save yourself from becoming the joke of the neighborhood. But with all that said, I will typically support my seller's pricing decisions to a point. But there is a point where if I cannot sway them away from the unrealistic, that I have to say no. But that's the point of being a knowledgeable professional realtor to provide solid guidance to get your home sold. And likely, that seller will find an agent who just wants to put a sign in someone's yard and will agree to the outrageous price. But that won't be me. Now let's get to this week's Mansfield Real Estate Market Update. As of February 20th, there are 136 active and available homes for sale in Mansfield, excluding new construction. Homes this week range from 200,000, with the list topping out at 1.8 million for a 2,200 square foot home on five acres. We are starting to see the difficult real estate market reflected in the median sales price drop this month of 9%, down to $450,000 for Mansfield homes for all construction types, $410,000 for resale homes. 
In January of 2023, our median sales price was at $495,000, but when you compare it to January of 22, it's looking pretty good overall. We were at $418,000 just two short years ago. In general, homes that are very well prepared for sale are selling well in just a few weeks. Do you have a real estate question I can answer? Send me a message via email to info at aboutmansfield.com. For the About Mansfield podcast, I'm Beth Steinke with Century 21 Judge Fight. Shaken or stirred, you know it's going to be good, as Brian Certain focuses on the espresso martini this month in the cocktail of the week. Brian? This week's cocktail of the week is the espresso martini. The espresso martini packs a double punch of alcohol and coffee. This smooth, energizing cocktail merges vodka, espresso, coffee liqueur, and syrup into one invigorating drink. While love today is an after-dinner digestif, the espresso martini has debatable origins in the 70s or 80s as a daytime bartender pick-me-up. Legend has it that the espresso martini was invented in 1983 at Fred's Club in London. Rumor says that Kate Moss was visiting the bar and supposedly asked for a drink that would wake me up and me up. Bartender Dick Bradsell then mixed up the very first espresso martini, a cocktail that was both stimulating and intoxicating. Another origin story credits another London bartender, Dario Bortola, while popularizing double espressos with a dash of vodka in the late 70s. However, Bradsell's is most often credited with taking the idea, refining it, and making it a menu staple at Fred's Club. The cocktail rose to prominence internationally through the 1980s and 1990s at hotspots and nightclubs like the Met Bar in London. The combination of a shot of espresso and vodka, Kahlua, and sugar provide both energizing and indulgent, perfect for partying all night long. The espresso martini embodies the indulgent, neon-hued cocktail culture of the 1980s and 90s, but its stimulating kick of caffeine remains its still big appeal today at the end of a meal or in the need of a liquid pick-me-up. The cocktail also has appeared on trendy brunch menus as weekend morning jolts, along such classics as the Bloody Mary. And whether you're looking to revive your energy or keep the party going all night long, the espresso martini delivers it to your palate. So if you want to learn more, pay attention as I'm giving out the notes. But as always, don't worry about taking notes as I'll be posting the whole thing on bourbongospel.com. So how do you make a perfect espresso martini? Here's my version. Two ounces of a good vodka. One ounce of freshly brewed espresso, or today you can use a good cold brew. You need to use one ounce of coffee liqueur like Kahlua and one teaspoon of brown sugar syrup. So this is just like simple syrup. Instead of using a refined white sugar, you're going to use brown sugar instead. And then three coffee beans. I'll explain why three later, but three coffee beans for garnish. So how do we make this beautiful cocktail? First, use your espresso machine to pull a single or double shot of espresso. Again, if you're using cold brew, you'll obviously be skipping this step. But add one to two ounces of that cold brew instead of the one to two ounces of espresso. Then add the ingredients to a cocktail shaker. Pour the espresso along with the vodka, coffee liqueur, and the brown sugar syrup into the cocktail shaker. Fill with ice and shake vigorously. For these cocktails, I really recommend doing that 30-second shake or where your hand hurts from how cold it is. Then strain an eye double strain through into a coupe glass and using that fine mesh strainer as well as the strainer for the shaker. And then finally, garnish with coffee beans. Coffee beans floating on top is the perfect garnish. 
And with that, you're now going to enjoy your pick-me-up. So sip and savor the invigorating blend of espresso and spirits. The espresso martini is ready to give your energy a caffeinated quick start. Often people ask me why three coffee beans are commonly used as a garnish. And typically in bar math and bar myth, you always are going to garnish with odd numbers, never even numbers. So if you're putting in a cherry, it's one cherry, not two. You use three, you can use five. Olives, one, three, five, always odd numbers, not even numbers. But three is a great aesthetic appeal. So that's number one, why three coffee beans floating atop the cocktail simply look nice and are visually appealing. The aroma of having the three cocktail beans on top enhances the coffee aromas right before you take a sip. It also reinforces the flavors, letting the coffee beans infuse just a bit into the drink helps to reinforce those espresso flavors. And then finally, it adds a texture and mouthfeel. The beans add a little extra textural element, and their subtle crunch contrasts nicely with the liquid lush. So in short, three-bean garnish also adds aroma, flavor, aesthetics, and texture to elevate the overall drinking experience. As always, I'm open to hear your take and your input. You can reach me at brian at bourbongospel.com. And until next week, as Mark Twain said, too much of anything is bad. But too much whiskey is barely enough. Reporting for the About Mansville podcast, I'm Brian Certain. We're back in 60 seconds with Steve's interview with Sarah Zink. Hey, it's Steve Casillo. And are you ready to make your voice heard? Want to bring out your ideas to life through captivating conversations and engaging visuals? Look no further than Podcast Mansfield Recording Studio, your one-stop destination for award-winning audio and video podcast recording. Equipped with cutting-edge microphones, crystal-clear audio recording, and high-definition cameras, we're here to turn your ideas into engrossing content. But it's not just about the equipment. We're dedicated to bringing out the best in your content. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, We're here to elevate your podcasting game. We'll even help you with intro music, transitions, voiceover, and that professional polish that sets your podcast apart. So whether you're into interviews, storytelling, or simply sharing your expertise, Podcast Mansfield can help bring your podcasting dreams to life. Visit podcastmansfield.com. Podcast Mansfield, where creating your podcast masterpiece has never been easier. This is Randall Kennedy, and you're listening to About Mansfield. Welcome back to another segment of About Mansfield. I'm Steve Casillo as we make the transition from news to talk. And she's no stranger to About Mansfield. We have had uh, Sarah Zink on the podcast several times. The first time, I believe, was a three-parter, About Mansfield's first three-parter interview as she was preparing to move to Panama. And then we had her back on the show uh, by Zoom. Uh, from Panama, and now visiting Mansfield. She's back in the studio. Sarah Zink, welcome back to About Mansfield. Thank you. It's uh, it's good to be back. It reminds me of how much I am uh, in love with Panama. <laughs> <laughs> because you're cold. Because it's freezing here. That's right. And it's only... 65 degrees? 65 is cold where I am. It's 65 to 85 every day. Because you're closer to the equator. We are are, are pretty darn close, yeah. The weather's the same every day. The sun rises and sets within 10 or 15 minutes of the same time every day. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's awesome. Hey, let's sing a song. Hey, I'm in. Uh, Call me when you're done. I'll be out in the hallway. (laughs) For... 
<laughs> For the listeners, the first time she was on the show. In fact, do you want to do what? Do you want to explain that? So Steve is a professional musician. I am a karaoke queen. Um, I fake it better than the average bear. Nevertheless, Steve can pick a song, pick a key, start singing, and usually the people he plays and sings with are like, "Oh yeah, I'm in," and they harmonize immediately. So. <laughs> <laughs> you know, my one of my favorite songs, which was Tennessee Whiskey. Whiskey, yeah. He starts singing it, and he looks at me, and I'm like, I, I, I got nothing, dude. <laughs> What's my starting note? I mean, what are, what are the words? So, yeah. Thanks, Steve. All right. We'll be in the key of A. <laughs> yeah, that helps. You're play, play, play. smooth. Mary okay, that's enough. <laughs> <laughs> How's life in Panama? Uh, it's fabulous. It's obnoxiously fabulous, um, which is made more poignant when I'm sitting with my friends, you know, these last few days that I've been here, you know, we're sitting around eating, drinking and being merry and they'll talk about something and I'm biting my tongue not to say, well, you know, in Panama, we don't have that problem. <laughs> it's good. Is that to say there are no problems in Panama? Well, yes and no. Um, it is based on your level of tolerance, right? So, you know, the things that we deal with down there are, we might have a, a power outage once or twice a week for an hour or two, or, you know, the, the water line might break and you're mm-hmm. without water for an hour or two. But, you know, uh, by and large, it is for us. Some people have moved down there and stayed six months and moved back. Mm. They can't, it's not the thing. And yet you've been there how long? Uh, we're going on two and a half years. Wow. So yeah. you're digging it. Digging it. Um, I think everything about it is everything we left the U.S. for. Mm-hmm. So the stress of the healthcare system here, you know, getting old is not for babies anyway. Right. Getting old in America with the healthcare system that it has and the batch craziness of medical care is not for the sane, really. I it mean, it's takes a lot of tolerance. It's stressful. Yeah, that, and they called it the golden years, and yet, uh, oh wait, no, I've got my hip hurts. I need a knee replacement. I've got, um, and you know, the c word. And right, and, right. Well, not to mention heart problems, health problems, digestive problems. Right. Those All are the golden it. years. Right. Yeah. Welcome <laughs> to hell, kids. Here's your. Here's your. You know. Depends, whatever. Right. And it's nice to see that those who realize your work is causing stress, your work is causing uh, health problems, mm-hmm. that, you know what? I can't take this anymore. It's time to retire. Retire and-, and Stress li- about the expenses. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I-, I yeah, know well. someone very close to me that, that uh, <laughs> right. is very, very close to retirement, and mainly because her job was taking a toll on her health. It, it, well, the, the whole, so, okay, I, I have no, let me just say one time, and you can just clip it and paste it every time I say anything. I make no apologies for the obnoxious happiness that we have down in Panama. Oh. <laughs> so, so down there, um, Families first, mm-hmm. you know, and um, they recognize that, um, you know, you are a parent, you have children, 
you have grandparents, you have, I mean, yes, there's exceptions. I don't deal with that. There's exceptions everywhere. But, but even the school system, I mean, the school system will reward the parents for the children's behavior monetarily. If your kid makes good grades and once a quarter, you get 25 bucks or your kid, you can earn an iPad for your kid by good grades for a school year. I mean, it's reward (laughs) the parents for what the kids are doing. So it's like encouraging this whole participatory thing. Um, healthcare is more holistic. It's not here's take a pill. As a matter of fact, they trust people pretty much with their own health care. I could walk into any pharmacy and short of asking for a um, antibiotic, a narcotic, or a psychotropic, I can get whatever I want. Right. The surgery is not the first thing on their list. Correct. As a matter of fact, they're 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 pretty cautious. You know, they want to rule things out. They want to check things. By way of example, <laughs> I have I have the cell phone numbers of all of our doctors, and I was actually texting Larry's, my husband's doctor this morning about something, and she's answering me. Oh, nice. I could call my cardiologist, and I mean, as a matter of fact, he's answered the phone on the way into surgery. Huh. So, I mean, you have access to your physicians. They listen to you. They talk to you. They ask you questions. I mean, the healthcare there is different. The food, we have fresh food delivered from local farms once a week. Mm. Um, they love old people. <laughs> I <laughs> and, mean, and Americans, uh, yeah, not so much. No, no. Oh, really? Yeah. I know you never noticed that. Did you? Huh. <laughs> well, I mean, it, literally you get a discount. Once you turn 60, you get a discount on everything. Oh yeah. And it's like 25% off medicine and 30% off, you know, air airlines and, you know, I mean, it's just crazy. You walk into a store there. Okay. Here's another thing. So I went to Walmart the other day and I'm looking at all these people that are my age and older working in there and they don't look like they're there because they want to be. Are you talking about in Walmart Walmart? and Mansfield? Okay. In Mansfield. There's no Walmarts down there, (laughs) but I go to any store down there Yeah, and you see kids that are 40 and younger. You don't see old people working like that. And um, there's a, a, I won't call it universal health care, but they have a health care set. People don't die because they don't get insulin. There's this gradient scale of what you pay, but there's also Social Security. There's public health. You know, you. it's just an entirely different culture. Are there downsides? Yes. But we moved down there for five reasons. We moved down there. We we looked at a bunch of different countries, mm-hmm. and they could listen to the first episode to hear the whole thing: healthcare, um, cost of living, exchange rate, safety, and culture. Yeah, and Panama had all of it. You're not going to pay six hundred dollars for an EpiPen. In- uh, let me give you a story. Okay, a most recent story. Back in October, um, I think Larry is alive because of the healthcare down there. Mm-hmm. Uh, back in October, he went to the hospital. Uh, I'm not going to go into all the detail of what they discovered for his privacy, not for HIPAA, but just for his privacy. He was there for four days. He had a CAT scan. He had a, uh, two sonograms, three specialists, IVs, IV drugs, IV um, antibiotics for yep. almost four days. Uh, the whole bill. Um, and we have no insurance. Well, we don't have health insurance down there. 
uh, our bill was $3,300. $3,300 for four days. For four days. And that was a full payment. I mean, we got the Hubilato discount, which is because we're old. Wait, the what? Hubilato. Hubilato. That means retire. That means the retire. old people discount. Basically, that's what we call it, the old people discount. <laughs> we're Hubilato. $3,300 is, is an ambulance ride in America. Thank you. Yeah. And you... That that's what that cost you over it was, four days. It was from Friday morning till Monday. Wow! So four days. It was thirty three hundred dollars. So um, yeah, nobody dies because they can't afford a nappy pen. <laughs> the you uh, had mentioned you don't drive in no. Panama. Uh, and are, driving here reminds me why I don't drive in Panama. <laughs> The you recently took a a cruise out of well Cologne you, out of Cologne Colombia uh, Cologne Panama, Panama which is how just, did oh. how did you get from uh, Boquete to Cologne so we have a driver if you don't drive oh we, you oh you have, we a, have driver. a driver so um, I'm a bit of a nut about keeping spreadsheets and so ever since we lived there I I keep track within a few hundred dollars a month of how we spend our money. And it helps us know what to tweak and blah, blah, blah. We are retired. You know, we, we're not – it's about a third cheaper for us to live there, mm-hmm. uh, sometimes half. But we don't pay more than $130 a month average for a driver. And that's a taxi, not a – you know, we're not riding the bus. It's a taxi that will take us wherever we go, and sometimes we hire them by the hour. Yeah. So, yeah, we have a driver. Is there Uber or Lyft or anything mm, like that? No, there's yeah. cabs. There's actual taxis. Okay. But uh, – and there, there, there is Uber when you're in Panama City. As a matter of fact, Uber in Panama City is like the bomb. So from your city, Boquete, how long of a drive was it to the cruise ship port? Okay. So we live uh, what's called the Highlands. It's about – 3,000 feet up. The The closest city to us is David, mm-hmm. and that's about a 30, 45-minute drive. So our driver took us to the airport in David, and then we took a um, little prop plane, puddle jumper, I don't know, mm-hmm. uh, from there to Panama City. And then we had a driver take us from Panama City to Cologne. And so it was uh, $35 to take us to the airport. Which may I let me just say it was seventy five dollars to get a ride from the airport to Midlothian. Wow! When we first got here on Uber, uh, it Is, was some uh, service, but okay. it was similar to Uber. Yeah. Okay. But then from Panama City to Cologne, it was about an hour and a half, and that was like one hundred twenty dollars for four of us in a big old van thing. You've been there two and a half years. By the way, where'd you go on your cruise? Oh, it was some, we had never been it, so it was. Uh, they call it the ABC cruise. It was Cartagena, Aruba, Bonaire, and another one. Aruba, Jamaica, <laughs> there we go. girl. I wanna... Not Jamaica. No, no, no. What have you learned? You've been there two and a half years. We've done these little interviews right. uh, every now and then, but uh, what have you learned about Panama that? Um, you go, wow, I, I, I didn't know that when I was doing my research, and this only makes life better living here. Wow. Um, <laughs> go ahead, say it. What a great question. 
Yeah, it was a great question. That's why Man, I'm the that host. was an awesome question. As a matter of fact, let's talk about the greatness of your question while I think of an answer. <laughs> Um, so, okay, let me, let me, do you split. want me to rephrase the question? No, let me split it into two parts. So, okay. uh, the first part was what was something that we really didn't recognize when we moved down there. And then the second part is what's something that we didn't recognize that makes it so great. Yeah. Okay. Cause they're, they're kind of two separate things. Yeah, one, that, that was the question. One thing we didn't recognize was, <laughs> was the power uh, the people as individuals, when they have a problem with the government, they do a thing called protesting, which is a little bit different than protesting here. Okay. So protesting here um, can range anywhere from, you know, being on the sidewalk with a peaceful protest and you have your signs and all that to, you know, rioting and burning buildings and all that craziness that can happen when people lose their minds. Oh, that's America. I love that. Right. Love it. Love it. Yeah. Yeah. Down there, they block the highway. Well, they did that here. They blocked. Uh, no, they were, blocked were... the highway for weeks. Oh, for weeks. Weeks. Okay. So back in uh, September, October, and I'm not even going to go into this part, but there was a mining contract that was technically not copacetic, and it had come up for renewal. The president signed it because he was getting ready to go out of office. The people lost their minds, and I, I, I can see their perspective, but they blocked the highway for... I think it was 48 days, which you mm. might not think that's such a bad thing, but we live in the highlands. And so the only way we get gasoline supplies is the highway. Yeah. <laughs> and um, there were actually some people who died because the protesters wouldn't let them get to the hospital. Uh, there was a little girl who died. Oh. There was a man, an older man, a 70-year-old guy who um, shot somebody, killed him. Because the you know he, they, the roads were blocked for so long, so that was something we weren't aware of. That that's how they handle things. So that protesting gets pretty intense. Protesting gets pretty intense. Now, uh, it's the wor- it, you know it's happened twice in two years, so it happened once for about thirty days, and then this last one, still not still not bad enough to make me move. Oh. right. So we still live in a beautiful part of the country. We still have great you know. A great supply system when it works, and the so that's that. On the positive side, what was something that you know we didn't really know, and now that we're there, we're like, holy cow, this is awesome. Uh, the sense of community with the expats and the Panamanians. Mm-hmm. Um, we are super respectful to the Panamanian culture. We are guests in that country. Even we have uh, we have one step above a visa. We have what's called an e cedula. Uh, which uh, makes us e cedula cedula oh it's e cedula ah gotcha uh, but the e is a designation to expat I guess oh, gotcha. okay. I don't know uh, but it is we got it out of respect to show the Panamanians that we were serious about being permanent residents we can do everything the, but vote the neighbors the community them. they they, know they welcome serious. you because you have the e they, cedula yeah they the, the it, it's more when we're shopping. Because you have, you know you show your cedula to get your discounts or whatever. Oh, but. okay. I was going to say, do you uh, do they ask for your? <laughs> no. Let me see your papers. Let me see your papers. <laughs> got your green card. Um, oh, they've got a, they're they've got an E. They're okay. They've got an E cedula, not a green cedula. Um, no, but it's just a it's a 
the sense of um, so here in Texas, in particular, we're assholes to people who don't speak English. Yeah, uh, and and it's I can say fifteen twenty years ago I was one. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're coming to this country, you need to learn that language. Blech. And so I think a lot of expats feel anxious about moving to a country where it's predominantly Spanish because they're not speaking Spanish and they're expecting them to treat you the same way and they don't. Yeah. Uh, one of the first things I learned how to say was, lo siento, mi español es malo, which means, I'm sorry, my Spanish is bad. And the minute you say that, they treat you differently because they know you're trying, that you want to learn, that you are you know, trying to be respectful. Right. Um, so we, d- one thing we didn't expect that's been delightful is how, I don't want to say loving, how caring the Panamanians have been by and large. How um, long had you lived there? I- I'm making an assumption here. How long, how much time went by before you were invited into someone's home for a meal? A Panamanian. A Panamanian. We haven't. Oh, you haven't? They bring us food. They oh. <laughs> Okay. We have a neighbor. His name's Nelson, yeah. uh, and he he cooks all the time and brings food over. Um, we're really private people. I mean, I know it'd be shocking here because people who know me here know, and I am anything but private. Yeah, but there we 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 celebrate the fact that it, we're just hanging out together and it's just us. But. Um, he cooks. He they 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 cook all the time. I I just can't even tell you the amount of food. <laughs> what does he cook? Uh, he brings us the fried uh, uh, the fried uh, fat. He makes uh, the fried pig fat because they you know get their own butcher. Okay, like what? Chich- what are those? Chicharrones. Chicharrones. Okay, and then he makes this stuff called a, ro- uh, a rose con uh, leche. Which is basically rice pudding, and it is to die for. Uh, just with you know, he'll put the vanilla sticks in there, and mm. the cinnamon sticks, and raisins, and brown sugar, and real cream, real cream, real cream. Um, he makes something that tastes like persimmon, a lot of persimmon in it, and I don't know what it is, but I think it's from mangoes. And he puts maybe it has too many cloves in it. I don't know. He brings us lots of stuff. About half of it is really good. The other half is like, don't know what this is, but I'm going to smile and take it. Let's rephrase the question then. So the question was, how long did it take for someone to invite you to their house? How long did it take for Nelson or anyone else to to deliver? Two days. Yeah, that we were there. So a a testament to the hospitality of Panamanians. We were there two days and then a guy across the street named Teddy has orange trees. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's just so much produce there. Um, we're in the farmland, but there's like fr- banana trees, orange trees, lemon trees, um, mangoes. Uh, just there's just so much fruit and vegetables there. But Teddy brought a this huge bag of of these oranges over. When you lived in Mansfield, how many times did people come over and bring you food from your from your neighborhood? Say within a Never. two block distance. Well, okay, Felix and his wife across the street did when they're kids were born or whatever, yeah. or they were selling tamales or whatever, but not like this. The sense of community there is so significantly different. I would re- I would make it reminiscent to um, neighborhoods back in the 50s yeah. when you knew all your neighbors and you talked to your neighbors and you, you know, oh, so-and-so's sick, and the next thing you know, there's food on their door. I mean, it, 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 the sense is um, not just from the expats who, who tend to take care of each other, but the Panamanians, if you're kind to them and you are respectful to them, they are – is the whole community that we are in is just fantastic. When I think of 
Latino heritage, culture, uh, in general, I always think of three things, the art, the music, and the culture. Have you embraced any of those in Panama? Yeah, we, one of the interesting things, that, uh, one of the things I love about being there is, is um, there, <laughs> as a quilter, I cannot do what their technique is. It's called mola. Mola. And it's basically where you get, I don't know, six or eight pieces of fabric, uh, black as the back, and um, then all these different colors in between. And you basically are cutting out a, a design, and then you fold it over, just little, little, little. And then it's this tiered effect where a little of each color shows, and it's hand applique. Mm. I, I've tried, and I'm like, yeah, no, no, I can't. It takes do a that. little time. The skill involved is is insane, and they do a lot of crochet with. Um, um, it's not thread; it must be hemp, maybe. Um, the artists, you know, the artisans—they're just emerging, I think, probably because the um, expats are embracing it. They're, you know, coming out and more. buying their stuff. Buying their stuff, you bet. Um, Have you taught the Panamanians the art of quilting? Lady beat me to it. There's a woman in a, a, a city called Vulcan, and she actually opened a store probably a decade ago. And she teaches the locals how to quilt and how to make things that they can turn around and sell. <clears throat> Excuse me, a lot of indigenous folks who are living up in the, the hills mm -hmm. there. And, um, and so she's, uh, I actually, when I first got there, I gave her probably about 15 totes of fabric and supplies and stuff. Um, and actually, it's in our will that they get all my quilting stuff. Okay. Yeah. I was going to say to, to yeah. which she has uh, turned into quilts and sold to other yeah. <laughs> expats for... <laughs> no, they don't. Well, the expats may buy them, but they're they're made by the indigenous folks who get the money. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, a $400 quilt's two or three months of expenses for them. We're talking with former Mansfield resident turned Panamanian expat Sarah Zink, and we will pick up the last half of our shenanigans next week. In the meantime, this is the place where you will hear the latest Mansfield news, talk, and information. Until then, don't forget to like, follow, subscribe, share, love, or support this podcast if you haven't already so you never miss an episode. It's free and it's easy. Head on over to our website, aboutmansfield.com, right there on the homepage. Enter your email address. We will never send you any spam. We promise. About Mansfield is recorded at Podcast Mansfield Recording Studio. Hosts, Steve Casillo and Colleen Daniel. Moment with the Mayor feature, Michael Evans. Methodist Mansfield News to Know, Angel Biasati. Mansfield Real Estate Market Update, Beth Steinke. Cultural Arts Calendar, Tim Roberts. Cocktail of the Week, Brian Certain. Post-production editing, mixing, and mastering, Steve Casillo and Andrew Miner. This podcast is copyrighted by Podcast Mansfield Recording Studio for the private use of our audience. Any other use of this podcast without written consent is, you guessed it, prohibited. We thank you all for listening. On behalf of the entire news team, I'm Steve Casillo, and this... is about Mansfield. <laughs> <laughs>